Already cancelled. Already cancelled. Already cancelled. Yes, welcome to Already Cancelled. It's Keen, Yaz, Evanesha. And today, a special guest comes into the studio with us, guys. Her name is Lani, uh, naturopath. Been doing it for six years. Uh, a lecturer, supervisor, working in several clinics. Uh, doing a master's right now in public health. Starting uh, research on gut health. You sound like a very busy person, Lani. Thank you. It's all smoke and mirrors. It is. <laughs> You're just lazing around doing nothing then. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So we actually, me and Lani, we go way back. <laughs> so you, you you messaged me on Instagram, yeah. basically because you were very concerned about my gut health. I was worried for you. <laughs> what are you posting on Instagram for her to be worried about your gut health? No, Lani heard us on the radio and we were on yeah. the radio and she was like, you know, I heard that. Well, actually, no, what was the context? What did you hear me say? I, I can't really, I think he was talking about garlic and onion. Is yeah. I can remember and you were saying how reactive you are and I was just like. Really reactive. Hand, I'm happy to help. So basically, there are certain foods. Now, you guys probably don't know this. Uh, How fucking yes. dare you assume we don't know whatever you're about to say? No, I don't know. Do you guys know that I have irritable bowel syndrome? Yeah, you've only well, mentioned it every day. Okay, probably then. Yeah. <laughs> probably oh, guys, my IBS. And some, yeah. and some days you'd come in and you'd be sh- like more shitty than usual. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. And we would just assume um, that, yeah, you're struggling that day. Yeah. Okay. So everyone knows then it's common knowledge. So it's very stressful for myself. And I was saying this to Lani before uh, we hit record was that basically my life is just timetables of me trying to figure out when I can go to the bathroom. Because if I don't go to the bathroom in the morning and at night, it's very stressful for me. Is that a problem, Lani? What? Not going to the bathroom? No, but her problem is having to schedule in her life toilet usage. It's not ideal, really, is it? I feel like it's really stressful to have to, you know, base your life around going to the bathroom for anyone. It's very stressful. And you know, when we were on breakfast radio, it was like very early hours Mm. and I could not go to the bathroom. And you guys would have noticed that I was wearing like a lot of hoodies and jumpers and like really baggy clothing. At At one point, Nishi was doing a poo in the corner of the studio. Okay, I we don't talk about that time. <laughs> Me and Yaz pre-promised, but yeah. I thought it's time to come out. That was okay, a, that was an unscheduled. Yeah, um, that was an, unsche- an unscheduled. Time. Fake <laughs> news. Fake news. However, I like I had to wear baggy clothing because I was always bloated mm. because I couldn't go to the bathroom. Now I know this might be overshare, all right, and I apologize, but There's the no reason. Such thing. But thank you, because I feel like well, a lot of setting, people- you know, <laughs> right, setting. I mean, if this was your like clinic and yeah, that- like, like for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on a podcast no, but, now, you're sharing into the whole world. But, but I genuinely need help because I got diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. My dad has IBS, it turned into colitis, mm-hmm. which is like not fun, not good. So I guess my first question to you is, I'm assuming, cause you're a naturopath. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yep. Yeah, cool. <laughs> You're a naturopath. You would see a lot of people who come to you for like assistance, like alternative methods, mm-hmm. essentially. Can I just ask a question before we get into this? What? What is IBS? I've heard it like four times and, I, and I actually, I've heard it before with one of my ex-partners, but I still don't know what IBS is. Mm. It's just, it's irritable bowel syndrome, but essentially I find it's what doctors diagnose you with when they don't really know. Damn it. So, so is, what is it though? Is it something specific or is it like a-, uh, a Is it just itchy bum? Like what is it? Could be itchy bum. <laughs> yeah, that could be part of it. But I think the clinical definition would be if you have, if you oscillate between constipation and diarrhea for more than six months. But I find right. anyone who gets cramping, pain, bloating, gas, they'll just go, it's IBS. Yeah. They'll send you on your way. That's pretty much how it works. And it's, it's not easily treatable? Is that why it's such a- 
I don't think it is treatable. It's like they, they told me mm. that I had to go on a FODMAP diet, mm-hmm. which essentially yes. is like eating nothing. I mean, okay, maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but it's fog like- FODMAP? <laughs> like you're eating fog? No, no, FOD, F-O-D-M-A-P. What does FOD mean? FODMAPs is essentially just avoiding certain foods that contain certain types of carbs or starches that will ag- aggravate the bacteria, yeah, basically. Okay. But you never get off it. That's the problem. You just have to eat mm. like that for, for the, the rest, rest of your, your life. life. Oh my it's God. very fun free. I'd, lo- I'd love to dive into further into this, but I think I think with you being here, you've done this for for six years. Obviously, the study would have been extended beyond six years as well. Mm. What got you into doing this natro naturopathy? <laughs> naturopathy. <laughs> because because it, like <laughs> having having to sit there and listen to people like Evnesia every yeah. day talk about their poo habits and their gut habits. That's mm-hmm. an interesting choice of career to get into, right? But also not medicinal, right? As in how we treat? Yeah. Yeah, we treat naturally with everyone. Okay, interesting. Mm, and we do spend a lot of time talking about poo. Yeah. All day, every day, essentially. So what, what what makes one person want to just talk about that? Well, my sister's actually a naturopath. And so she treated me for something hormonal and it just changed my life. And I was like, if I can do that for other people, sign me up. Wow. Well, do you mind me asking what that was? It's called PMDD. Um, it's premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Mm. So essentially it's like PMS, but on steroids. Really? Yeah. And it's really, really bad. Like it affects your quality of life. It's commonly misdiagnosed as bipolar, I think. What? So doing like a mental, a mental thing. Yeah. It's just wow. chronic anxiety or depression or just ups wow. and downs. And it's, it's like debilitating. And that stems from, from your, your, your organs. Yeah. It's hormonal. Hormonal. Is wow. it painful? Like, is, is it like, cause you get cramping a lot of the time when you, you know, you have For your me, menstrual cycle and stuff. Yeah. PMDD specifically is more mental. Okay. Um, okay. And so it was just I wouldn't, like just chronic anxiety once a oh, month to the point gosh. that you wouldn't want to go to work. Like I'd be at the gym and I'd just freak out and want to go home. Um, what it, she wow. fixed me straight away. What like, it affect? Obviously, it affects you in a major way, but would it affect the people around you as well? Yeah, affected relationships, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I would Gosh. have been psychotic, I reckon, to the outside. How did she fix it? Just with a herb. With a okay, Just what a herb? herb? Um, it's called Chase Tree Vitex. It helps with progesterone, estrogen balance. So, so there's so there's certain types of herbs and plants and vegetables and fruits and all these things that we can eat that will heal a lot of these. Um, uh, Issues, issues, issues or disease—not diseases. I don't know. I don't know what they are. Just problems and issues, mm. purely just by eating them. Yeah. So, look, just to give you the spiel that I always give people, because I think there are misconceptions about us. That That's we're a, kind yeah. Of, like we're purple head crystal slingers. You yeah. know what I mean? Which <laughs> That's what I thought. I honestly yeah. thought that. And when I have I- had purple hair. And I do have crystals. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. I also love science and yeah. research and that sort of thing too. But it's more, obviously we do treat naturally. That's a prime point of difference. But it's more so how we actually like look at health. So the biggest analogy I use is like if you have reflux and you go to a doctor, they're going to give you an antacid, right? Or something to stop the reflux. Yeah. But we kind of view that as a symptom and a naturopath will say, well, why do you have it? And it could be a food intolerance. It could be stress. Yeah. It could be... Um, a bacterial overgrowth, and there'll be three different treatments for the same thing. Mm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of medications were actually made from herbs. Yes. Well, that um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of using a more natural alternative with less side effects. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me in trouble, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is a good opportunity. I went to a, I went to a health store, mm-hmm. and they had like naturopaths in this health store. And I walked in, and I overheard a conversation probably shouldn't have been listening to someone else's <laughs> conversation, but they're really loud, so not my fault. And they were talking about a situation. This was like years ago, by the way. They're talking about a situation where there were a woman who 
had cancer. Mm-hmm. It was really unfortunate. Uh, but the good news was, and I don't know how real this is, but mm-hmm. this was their conversation, that she was cured by going an all-natural method. Now, that's a big claim, and obviously I overheard this. I don't know how truth, truthful this was, but the naturopath was talking about this woman to a customer. I don't know what their relationship was or why she was even having this conversation, but is this something that you have heard before? Is this like, or is this just fake news? I have heard of that before, 100%. Would I opt to treat someone just naturally? No, just from a liability standpoint as well. It's a huge it's thing a big to thing, take yeah. on. Um, actually, the clinic that I work at, one of them specializes in oncology and I'm going to go try to help them with that. But there's a lot of, it's, it's really tricky with yeah, cancer. Okay. And I think it's just high, such high risk. Well, yeah. You know, so I think if I had it, would I treat it naturally? Maybe, I don't know. I think you never know until you're in that situation, but I've definitely heard of that happening. How would you treat it naturally though? Like, is it just like hurt? Cancer. Mm, There's a few different things. I mean, there's nutrients and things that are anti-tumor. So they'll actually either, they stop the angiogenesis or the blood flow getting to the cancer so it can't grow. And then you can also starve it and then there's things that can, you know, make your immune system function Stronger. better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so that's interesting. You know, that, that, that makes me think of this thing I saw online, which was like the, the uh, I think it was like water only diet or like no mm. water diet or something like that, where you don't eat for like seven days right. and it kills all. It resets mm. your body, like it resets, it? yeah, everything. I mean, so you, you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd have a certain understanding of different diets and stuff, I'm assuming. So mm-hmm. would, would a diet like that add any value to your life? I mean, is that, no real, is that a real, no, no, no food. Fasting, and just fasting. It's fasting, it's fasting. But I think there was like a water one too. Where you, didn't, you wouldn't drink water for two days. Oh, I don't know sounds, how that would help. That sounds dangerous. That sounds horrible. Mm. First of all, I get really hangry. If <laughs> I don't eat for a few hours. So yeah. I don't know how you would do that. Um, what was the question again? Is like, there like, like fa- is there value in like fasting? That's a, that's a really good one because people ask me that all the time. And again, look, it works in the sense that you're giving your digestive system a break. Um, but it's not for everyone because essentially if you're not eating for long periods of time, that can up your stress because you're hungry. Do you Mm. get what I mean? So if you're really stressed out, you'll actually make yourself worse. Yeah. Um, But I I feel like like if I do fasting and I've tried it, mm. when I do eat, I get severe stomach pain. Interesting. Yeah. And I think, and this is my, like I have no medical background, but I've just diagnosed myself thinking that it's because, my stomach or whatever produces like a lot of acid or whatever to break the food down mm-hmm. or more so maybe that's why that's an IBS symptom I don't know but that's the only logical thing I can think of because every time I fast I get severe pain when I do eat how quickly like is so it I'm talking like let's say I look I haven't fasted for like crazy amount of hours let's be honest well let's say I skip breakfast and <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking she's tried to go without food for three days yeah yeah, yeah. No, no 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 that's impossible I'd I'd faint she's like, I but- missed breakfast once <laughs> but yeah tummy pains that was thirty minutes late breakfast. yeah basically no breakfast and let's say I have lunch like a like a late lunch so we're talking like three p.m. Mm. that's my fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every day. To be honest. (laughs) Sorry? It's better than I could do. But I would consider that that fasting. And then I get really bad pain when I eat. Upper abdomen? Like near the rib cage or lower? I feel like it's it's upper. Mm. It's upper pain. Yeah, that could just be almost like a reflux kind of thing. Yes. Well, I actually think it could be low stomach acid. That's actually what causes Oh, low stomach acid. In in naturopathy, that's what we think. 
So reflux is obviously this, it comes back up. Like that happens to me sometimes when I eat like spaghetti or something. Yeah. Because it's like <laughs> the, 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 the tomato is so acidic, I'm assuming. Mm. And then that's reacting. Yeah. Is that, is that night, right? They're nightshades as well. Nightshades are the vegetables that wear the green hat, you know, yeah. like eggplants, tomatoes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they have a name? Nightshades. Yeah, they're quite inflammatory as well. Nightshades. You just gave me the funniest look. <laughs> no, because I was like, what the hell's a nightshade? No, I wanted to ask as well, because I'm still trying to get my head around what exactly a naturopath does. And we probably should have probably should, <laughs> <laughs> probably asked you this off the bat. Is it just things you consume? Is it just foods? Or is it like, would you give me a routine, like a sleep, a sleep routine, for example, if you think that's affecting my body? Yeah, we do a lot of like, it's lifestyle and diet modification. Okay, so it's anything and natural. Then, yeah, and herbs and nutrients as well. Mm. How would you treat someone who has insomnia? Depends on the cause. Okay, so let's have a session right <laughs> now. <laughs> you can yeah, invoice, get, get invoice close, the show later. Get, get, clo- yeah. get closer to the microphone for um, me. I have severe insomnia. Mm-hmm. Very like For example, what time did we get in this morning? 9 a.m. I think I went to bed at about 4.30 in the morning. And that's just because I cannot sleep. And how long has that been going on for? Oh, as long as I can remember. remember. Like since you were a kid? Since school. Really? I'd go to bed at 4.30, I'd wake up, I'd sleep during class. Interesting. I'd just be exhausted. Yeah, okay. So there's like a few different things. It could be stress mm-hmm. and it could also be – stress can also come from childhood too and from your parents, like if your mom was stressed yeah. mm. when she was pregnant and that sort of thing. could be neurotransmitter-based if you don't have the neurotransmitters to calm your brain down or you can't make enough of those. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then there's also bacteria in the gut that – well, it's your second brain, the gut essentially. Really? Mm. Why, why would they, they say trust, they say trust your gut? Because it's a brain thing? Is that where it comes from? I think so. I don't, I don't know. Why do they I was going to say why yes, do they, but I would have made that up. Why do they call your gut your second brain? Well, 95% of your serotonin is made in your brain. Serotonin is the happy neurotransmitter. Yeah. And then you make GABA, dopamine, all, a lot of it's made and eaten by the bacteria in oh. your gut. No way. Really? Yeah, Can interesting. I? That's why, you know, when you get nervous, sometimes people need to go and do a nervous poo. I yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> I relate. I highly relate to that. That's really interesting. So I went um, with my ex-partner who who was diagnosed with IBS by a general practitioner. She ended up going to see a um, naturopath. Mm-hmm. And I actually brought up the insomnia um, to her. Mm. And this was her response. And tell me if there's any merit to this. Okay. She actually said, if you go back to your ancestors- this is what she said, right? And I was like, oh, it sounds a bit mm. cuckoo. Mm. So this is why I kind of stepped away and never really went back. Um, but she was like, your ancestors and your bloodline, they would have been the ones that stayed up late at night outside the cave to protect the mm. people sleeping. Mm. Is that actually a thing? Is that, that legitimate? Um, that is something I have read in a book, yes. Interesting. And you know what, Yaz? You would be that person who's outside the cave like watching out for predators for your family. Uh, oh. No, he no? wouldn't be. Really? No, no. As if. I would, but when something goes down, I'm running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or giving them He'd up. He'd be the one to be like, oh, it's no, my no. shift. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. Protection comes first, but that's yeah. actually a thing. So really like hypothetically, I, not hypothetically, I do have insomnia. <laughs> it could be caused because my great, 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 great grandfather made the decision one day to stay up late and protect his family. Yeah, I think so. There's a book called Why, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Mm, it's a New York Times bestseller. And that's where I read that. So is there anything that he can do about it though? If that's, if that's, <laughs> ingrained, if that's ingrained into our DNA, yeah. what do we do to, like how do you look at things that, are, that have come from our past, our DNA from our ancestors? How do we look at things to cure it in our new common era? Mm. Well, this is again why when you come and see a naturopath, you, as you would know, going with your girlfriend, you have to sit there and we do an hour where we just chat to you about your digestion, 
your family medical history, your medical history, stress, energy, all of those things to get a complete picture. It's hard right. to just say yeah. for one thing yeah, because it's different for everyone. Did she give you sleep hygiene practices? That's a new buzzword. No. Sleep no? hygiene practices. What's that? Break oh, that down. Fancy. Um, it's really just your hygiene around sleep. So a lot of us, like we run around all the time, do a million things and then just lie in bed mm. and guys should fall asleep straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no unwinding. Like a, like a ritual to go to sleep thing. Exactly. Ah. trick your brain. Just yeah, to correct yeah. as well, he doesn't have a girlfriend now. I just thought I'd let, just, just, just you so. Just, you just like no, but just so, out there. What? No, but just, it was just so, cause you know. The but there's a reason why, no, there's a reason why to, I said ex-partner about seven times. Yeah, yeah. Just rub it in a bit more, why don't you? Just to clarify, just to clarify. That's why he's not sleeping. Yes, no, that's not the reason why. Look, lifestyle wise, probably can make some changes that might help. But like I said, this is something that's been going on for a very, very, mm. very long time. And now what I do is I just wait till total exhaustion until I actually yeah. just pass out. Do you get on, you on your phone? No, not on my phone. But now I am kind of, uh, I don't want to say the word addicted, but I just put the TV on and I just wait till I'm tired mm. and I fall asleep. But I have tried to not have any technology. I end up just staring at my ceiling for four hours. That's, see, that's brutal that's though. Worst. That's the worst. And another thing, my brain doesn't turn off. That's another thing. I'm always having conversations with myself. There's three different voices in my head talking to me. I know I sound like a crazy person right now. But <laughs> see, that might just, be a medical condition. Out of my scope of practice. <laughs> <laughs> You've got three voices in your head. Well, my, that's the thing. My brain doesn't stop. I'm always constantly thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about yeah. the past. I'm thinking about the present. Mm. Nonstop. Mm. Until I just physically pass out. See, that sounds out. like anxiety to me. Yeah, or it could be, yeah. It could be a few things, definitely. Because then w would you suggest if it's anxiety, is there a herb to treat that? Because mm -hmm. I would love that herb. Yeah, it's called weed. marijuana. Yeah, I, was, I said weed as well. Yeah. Oh, it's weed. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't want that. A GP, a GP actually diagnosed, like not diagnosed, sorry, um, prescribed, prescribed yeah. it to me. And yeah. they said, this is probably your best bet if you want to stay yeah, but doesn't that like Doesn't that consistently then you're consistently like pushing something away that um, is going to come back by the time you uh, become sober again? Couldn't you get addicted? To mm. weed? Yeah. <laughs> I think the ones that they prescribe are just CBD. There's no THC in there. Oh, no, THC. Oh, great. I love that for you. Yeah, no, it's great. And, <laughs> I did, and I did give it a go. And to be honest, it was the only thing that worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was when I, when I say I'd smoke at night, it, we're talking about like the smallest possible mm. amount. Yeah, two puffs, mm. if that, just to get me drowsy, just to get my eyes heavy. And I would fall asleep. The only problem I faced was one, I don't like smoking weed. Mm. Um, what about I'll, eating it? Eating it? Edibles. Yeah. I've, is there a difference? I've tried edibles. There is, yeah. Massive difference. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why, mm. I'll tell you why, because they prescribed two things to me, the, the flour, obviously the herb itself, mm -hmm. um, and then the oil, which mm. was much stronger and, and it's the same as eating it. It's mm -hmm. edible. The problem was when you do the edible, it stays in your system for eight to 10 hours. Mm -hmm. And I had to wake up for work to go do a radio show. Right. And obviously I couldn't be like, oh, hey guys. Well, you don't have to anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't, but still you want to be, you know, we're yeah. in front of the microphone. We're still talking. This is you the job that fresh. we have now. Totally. Switched on. Um, and then when you smoke it, and especially the little amount that I'd smoke, it's in your system for three hours, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so then did you get up when it ran out? I would start waking up a little bit, yes, but I'd mm -hmm. still have a decent amount of sleep and it would put me to bed, which was a main issue in itself. Um, but the problem was every time I'd smoke, I started getting a little bit paranoid. I felt like it wasn't helping with the anxiety. I'd start thinking about every possible thing that could go wrong in life. Oh mm. And then it was like, I had to weigh up the options. Do I put up with that for 30 minutes just to go to bed mm. or do I just not do it anymore? Yeah. So I stopped. Yeah, right, okay. No, I mean, there's lots of herbs you can take. If you even think about like chamomile tea yeah. or lavender, 
They're a bit weak. There's stronger ones that you can get. It just depends how deep the rabbit hole you want to go. But there's also ones that help you make melatonin to go to sleep, ones that help you with GABA, which is that calming. I've tried the melatonin ones to help. The herbs or actual melatonin? Um, It comes in like some sort of natural pill that mm. you can take is that right yeah. i think it was it was some something that helps you with sleeping like a sleeping but it wasn't like chemical mm-hmm. based it was plant-based yeah and it just helps to produce that that natural thing that happens when you sleep yeah but i didn't work. feel like it worked at all but i sleep all right so it's i took it at a time i think when my anxiety was just a bit yeah, a right. bit high yeah to help with that i mean sometimes what i do with clients as well as i get them to take it like at 4 p.m and oh. just keep t- so they're starting to relax from 4 p.m. So by the time like 10 comes around, you're actually quite chilled. And Rather tired. than taking it half an hour before bed and just expecting it to, to work. change straight away. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a good point because it would be good to get some sort of real life example of someone that you've treated mm-hmm. um, as opposed to them going down a medicinal route, going down the, natu- the naturopathy route. Mm-hmm. Um, is there an example, a real life example you can give us? Yeah, one of my favourites was I was seeing this lady and she we talked about stress mm-hmm. as we do with everyone. Um, and she was saying that her daughter was suicidal or just really, really down because she had endometriosis. I'm not sure if you guys are yeah. familiar with that, which is just horrible pain, basically. Um, and she, her daughter had had six laparoscopies, so six surgeries to clear it out. They were like, we can't do any more. Because they, do they keep on coming back? Or yeah, do they, yeah, it just keeps going back. And wow. she had two marinas in, so two IUDs, which I don't even know why. Is that- I yeah, that makes no sense. Um, and she was in a nine out of ten pain every day. Oh, like I wow. said, if ten oh, is taking me to hospital, she was in a nine. So she was just like, I've had enough. Like I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. And I said, let, let me chat to her. Um, and then we tri- we looked at the gut. There was so much stuff going on. And then within two months, the pain was down to a two. Really? <clears throat> yeah. And she also was on um, bipolar medication. And anyway, I caught up with her about five months ago for our post-treatment check-in. She's not on any supplements anymore, but she's got no more endo. It's gone. Wow. She's got one IUD, which is for contraception, not for any pain. Right. And she's off the bipolar meds. Oh I know a few people that have that and they do they do listen into the show and watch the show. Um, is there any, like, off the top of your head, a couple of herbs or something that, that they could look at already before they come and see a naturopath? Or is it basically... It's always it's different in every single ac- it really account. Is, yeah. Okay, we have a few sort of naturopathic principles that we go by, and one of them is we treat the person, not the disease. Okay, yeah, good. everyone's got different genetics, different diet, oh, that makes so different much sense. environmental exposure. You know, so it's hard to. I know that's probably sounds like a cop out answer, yeah, but it does but make sense of, though, right? Yeah, it does make sense. Everyone's different. Like like Yaz's ancestors would stay up all night. <laughs> Mine were hunting <laughs> lions. Niches yeah. were sitting down watching the Kama Sutra. <laughs> reading the Kama Sutra, like, or creating it at least. No, but it's really fascinating <laughs> because, like, in my instance, right, mm. th- when I, like, and I had mentioned this on the radio, like, I stopped eating onion. Well, that's a lie because there's onion in my sandwich today. But I tried and I- I can't deal with this girl anymore. No, but hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Contradicts herself on a daily basis. No, I do. I do. But when I did try it for a short period of time- mm. Like there was, there was improvement, not a crazy improvement, but stopping onion and stopping eating, I think it was tomato as well, had an improvement. But the reality is how much can I stop eating? Like, you know, cutting out all this stuff. I mean, look, it, it's self-discipline at the end of the day. I get it. And people do it and they have benefits, but I don't want to stop eating my favorite foods. No, to like, you shouldn't either. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, this is one of those misconceptions, I think as well, Right. Um, that a lot of people villainize food. Yeah. They'll say like I can't have gluten or dairy is really the problem. But if you have an intolerance, that actually means your immune system pretty much makes antibodies against that food. Okay. If that makes sense. But you can also have a food and have a reaction 
right. because there's bacteria causing inflammation or pumping out, you know, um, like a sort of allergic mm. response. responses. Right. Yeah, and so once you fix that, you fix the inflammation, you get rid of the bacteria, people can eat things again. So it's not about removing what you enjoy. Yeah. It's about healing what Is your problem. body's overcompensating for. Well, that's – yeah, because I, I drink, I eat meat. Yeah. I do – you know, it's just an 80-20 rule for me. Really, and I think that's fixing for me. Fixing is that eighty someone, drink and twenty eat? Yeah, or? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for me, like fixing someone is you just live your life, and there's no repercussions. It's just giving yeah. you the tools to manage something that's obviously well, a ideally problem. fixing it for you. Yeah, be okay. The, the end goal. Because I've heard as well, and this is something interesting, like Chinese medicine, mm. they look at your tongue mm-hmm. as well to see like the problems of your gut. Mm-hmm. Is that is that something that naturopaths do? Yeah, and we look at eyeballs. Have you heard Ew, of iridology? Really? I don't really use it because I don't think there's any science to mm. back it up. I don't know if I should be saying that, but yeah, it's a, more of a traditional. What What are the eyeball, eyeballs show? Can you check out Nisha's eyeballs and tell us what because, it says about her? Yeah, can you? Because I have, I have I something. Did, I think she just said she doesn't use it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I need a special camera mm. thing okay. to look. I can oh, try well. with this after. Because I have a brown spot on my eyeball and I thought it was a birthmark. That's your pupil. That's your brown eye. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're the worst. No, like I actually have wrong a wrong eye. Wrong eye, Wrong eye. We don't want to talk about that. All we right, get it. IBS. Clear the table. Itchy bum. <laughs> done. I'm done. No, I actually have a mark on my eyeball and I think it's a birthmark where it might be, I don't know, cause of an issue. Yeah, it depends on where it is as well. Like, okay, so yeah, it, it, that's- Like angles mean different things. No way. But like you said, there's not really much science behind it. No, it's a bit woo-woo. It's a bit woo-woo. Okay. I'd That's like to, I'd like to I'd like to try to experience the the full because I know that everyone's got like, everyone's got certain issues and stuff. But when when an average person just comes and sits down in your in your office and there's, a, there's is there a series of questions that you you ask them? Everything. Okay, so you're asking things from career to childhood to sport. Like what 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 are you? What's your like? Is there a specific set of questions that everyone gets asked, or pretty much, yeah? Unless you say something that's really interesting, and then I might go down a rabbit hole with that. But it's yeah, family, medical history. Have you used antibiotics? What's your stress like? Energy? Does it fluctuate? And then the poo questions take the biggest chunk. Yeah. Obviously, when you get to me, we like to know: Does it smell? What color is it? Do you get it all really? out? What's the consistency? We have pictures. There was some. There- getting- yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, you go. No, I was just going to say there were some days with my ex-partner where she wouldn't go to the bathroom for like five or six days. Yeah, You're yeah. lying. A friend, yeah, no, no, that's true. I had a friend of mine no, that would only look. go once a week. I'd know when he'd go as well. Yeah. Once a week, he'd let me know, oh, it's How my weekly you know? poo. Oh, he'd tell it, me. Yeah, he'd let us know. <laughs> but did he, have any, did he have any issues? Well, obviously. <laughs> no, but like as in pain or like, because some people just, oh. just that's, their, their, that's their cycle. I never really asked him. But like she'd get really excited and she'd be like, oh my God, like I pooed today. And then I'd be like, send me a photo. <laughs> just because I was curious to know if it was a proper poo or not. Because when I poo, it's- It's a proper don't. poo. It's a, like half a kilo um, every time. And I poo like three times a day. I never she considered someone Yeah, could- she would, but it would be like pebbles. And I'm like, I'm like, babe, that's not a, that's not a poo. Like it'd be like one or two pebbles this big. Is that bad? Does she know no, that? I'm still emotionally recovering from the fact that she actually sent them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was her support network at the time. Can, can, so. we, can we circle back to that afterwards? But yeah, we definitely I can, think yes. I've already forgotten what the question is. The poo, so the she pe- poos once every six days. And is that it's normal? Is that, is, like, is that is, obviously you've got an issue then, right? Yeah. What's the average? What, for example, I poo three times a day minimum. Minimum, mm. same here. High five, air high five. Air high five. Yeah. Listen, we can't talk to a naturopath without actually talking about poo, right? Yeah. It's very rare. And I'm glad we're here. So I poo three times a day minimum. Okay. Minimum. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's healthy. Yeah. Mm. Is there a, when, when does it start becoming unhealthy? 
And this is the thing I say as well. Things can be normal but not healthy. Mm. Like there's a lot of people who aren't healthy. So they go, well, everyone gets this. So it's normal but it's actually not, if mm. that makes sense. You should go every day. At so least every day. How many yeah. times a day? That is up to you how much you're eating, okay. your metabolism, that sort of thing. It's okay. more about do you feel like you're getting it all out? Do you get urgency? Because I'm always like, do you get a code brown? Like if I don't go now – Here's, can I tell you, can I tell you, this is going to sound, I don't know if this is going to sound weird or whatever, but knowing that my partner hasn't gone to the bathroom in like five days, six days. Stresses you out. And then I need to make love to her and I'm like, there's poo all <laughs> up in this. No. I'm, I'm not even saying it as a joke. I'm being dead set serious. He's talking about the brown eye now. That's actually talking about it. We're not, we're not going through that hole. We're doing yeah. it the normal way, the natural way. The naturopath way. <laughs> the naturopathy. But I can't help but think you're filled with poo. You've eaten every single day, three times a day. You've eaten breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know if you're digesting it. Yeah, but it's all it, up in there. Yeah, it's all sitting there. Yep. It's a, that's a fair point, Yaz. It affects the sex point. life. Did it? In my mind. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't have like, actually like affected it. You pushed through. <laughs> you pushed through. Yeah, I had yeah. to. I just want to do that. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> well, I think it's important. You I mean everyone everyone has different viewpoints on it, and I think I, I think it can definitely affect uh, both parties in in those types of acts. But I didn't even consider that people aren't going every day. Mm. That just blew my mind. I've had clients that go once a month. That's wow. what, come on. What? They're yeah. about that's a bad. And is it like oh. humongous? Sometimes. Wow, man, that'd be How that's that? awful. Like laying an egg in there, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, egg, like it's just a lot. It's a lot. Wouldn't there be in so much pain? Yeah, and that's actually the biggest red flag for gut health as well. Is if you're not going, the bacteria just grows in there. Mm. Oh Do you gosh. get what I mean? That's sort of like a way to protect yourself, right? Just to make sure you're going. So there's a big connection between the the mental side, the emotional side, the physical the physical side of someone that, that um, naturopathy looks at all of those things. Um, and, and puts it all together. Um, and how long does it take to study to get into, into naturopathy? Four or five years. Four and this is, a, years, this is yeah. like university degrees and things like that to do it. So Technically, it's not at university because technically it's not real. They don't think that, like, that's why we're not on private health anymore. So this, so here's so the thing. So, so oh. is, is that what, okay. So is that your mission in terms of what you're doing as a, as a expert in this field is you're actually trying to get it. So it's recognized in the health industry. Yep, do you think there's an agenda to that, that they're not trying to push, uh, Naturopathy. Naturopathy. Sounded so Indian. Hopefully by the end of today we can all pronounce it. Naturopathy. 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 I got it. I was thinking of transformers. It sounds like a naturopathy. But I'm curious, do you think there's an agenda to that, that they're trying to push the pharmaceutical companies and push away from a natural alternative? Yeah, I think, I mean, yes. Well, there's money to be made. I mean, if you owned the pharmaceutical company that was making so much money and they realised that you can just get cured by eating a specific Mm. herb, what would you do? Mm. And the other thing too is I hear if I talk to doctors, they'll go, well, where's the research? I mean, first of all, there is research, but second of all, there's no funding. Yeah. You can't patent a herb that grows. That's true. You know what I mean? And if you look, the biggest example for me that I think should get people thinking is CBD or weed, right? Mm. That's a herb. So technically I'm a herbalist. I should be prescribing it, mm. but doctors are because you can patent it. So do you have a specific license to use this, to do this work? 
license. Like, is it like his doctors would have to get like some is, sort of you, license can to you, be a doctor? Can you be uncertified and still be a naturopath? Yeah. So this is also the thing we're not registered. Okay. So <gasps> there's a lot of there's a lot of all this going on. You have clear research that that you would do in your field, and you have clear um, benefits for your clients and evidence and evidence mm-hmm. and and just the people in power are not recognizing it. Yeah. Essentially. That must be very you, annoying. It is really How annoying. do you fight that though? Well, that's why, yeah, I mean, I'm just doing, I guess I'm, I want to get into public health and work on policy. And that's mm. also why I'm doing research. Because I just think the biggest yeah. thing is to just be able to show. Results. Results. Yeah. Because, you know, even with that um, client I told you about with the endo, mm. I said, did you ask your doctor, like, what they thought? And they just thought it was a miracle. Wow. Oh, my God. So just go pivot the to the time. miracle thing. Yeah. Pivot to the just miraculous healing. So I have a question for you. When it comes to like, let's say, and this I'm assuming like when you're unwell, touch wood, but like when you're unwell, you you don't obviously go to antibiotics or the medicinal route. You will use alternative methods mm-hmm. that you've studied to make yourself better. What's your opinion on like medication? That's not natural. I just think sometimes you need it. There's a time and okay. place. I just think they're just overprescribed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I think, yeah, I'm just wary of sounding like I'm not anti-doctor. I'm not anti the system. I just think there's a stigma. Mm. And, and I just think you never, most of the time people don't get off meds. Yeah. You know, there's just, one thing you've got to look yeah. at is like, you know, it's a balance between the two because you have a naturopathy, which I'm sure has been around for millennia. Mm. It's just in different forms and uh, under different names. Mm. And then you'd have like the, 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 the technology, the technological era we're living in now where like there's certain medication that can heal something or cure fat or whatever it is. Right. It's fine in the balance between the two, I'm assuming exactly. is what is where you'd come in and being able to know, well, this is ridiculous because this has a side effect that will affect your liver uh, if you do it for longer than X amount of time where you can just literally have a specific herb mixed with some water and have that on a daily basis and cure what you're, you're dealing with. Yeah. And I, and I like to add onto that cause I agree with you with being over prescribed. Like I hear so many of my, like maybe my friends, like people I know who will go to the, who'll go to the doctor and they'll just prescribe them antidepressants or they'll just prescribe them antibiotics off the bat. And, that seems, and they that's haven't like even gone to a specialist. Like we're, we're talking like a 30 minute consult and they've already been prescribed drugs without a proper examination. That freaks me out. And like people just want to get better. Well, so I think of course that's a liability thing, right? Because doctors would be afraid of if I didn't do anything, then they could come back on me and say that I didn't do anything. Yeah. But that's better than prescribing someone something that not in, not could be in, not behavioral in the eyes therapy. Of, not in the eyes or could of be a, a, a lawsuit. Yeah, but. but I went also, to the doctor, I told him I'm, I'm going through this, and then I ended up, God forbid, suicide. Then the family goes to the doctor mm. and said, Why didn't you do anything? So they, they, they technically think. have to prescribe something in do order to say they're they doing technically something. Have I think to. they do. I actually heard this somewhere. Yeah. You can't leave a doctor's office without him either telling you what the next steps are. Or diagnosing you with something. Really? Yeah, they can't. I, I, someone, I, I could be talking out of my ass here, but I remember someone saying um, a doctor can't say you don't have these symptoms or you, you're not. Like, for example, you know, when you go to a doctor just to get out of work, for example, and get a yeah. certificate, and you're like, oh, my stomach hurts, blah, blah, blah. They have to tell you something's wrong. Okay. Yeah. I have this first I'm hearing of and that. I think in their defense too, a lot of people go to the doctor wanting something. Mm. It yeah. goes both ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So I think of course. it's a little bit of column A. Column B. Well, yeah. you, you guys remember, I think uh, probably last year we spoke about this when I had some kind of uh, virus or something. Mm. And just for the sake of radio, I actually went to three different doctors um, and they all gave me three different diagnoses. And I was like- Did they? 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was just like, there's no point actually going to a GP because they don't care. They, they've mm. been doing it for so long that I feel like you come in with the same symptoms as someone yep. came in last week and they're like, yep, you've got this. And you've got to understand a doctor's day is 80 patients a day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's just, they're constantly running behind. It's constantly stressful in there dealing with all these from major problems to minute issues that people have. Mm. Um, and, and how long has it been since we've looked at our medical industry looked at how doctors work and how uh, medication and vaccines and all those mm. things work? Um, how, how long has it been since we've, I don't know if the right word is reform or, or at least looked into it and gone, hey, are we actually doing the right thing for, for humans? Are we actually taking care of us properly rather than just because the science says now this vaccine is going to help you or whatever? And I'd love, I'd love to get your, your viewpoint on vaccine coming from a naturopathy background. Um, but it's been a while. I mean, everyone's afraid to go, a doctor's this and a doctor's doing that. But it's true. We sit there for hours. Yeah. We wait for a thing. They, you go in 10 minutes after someone's been in there for an hour and you walk in and go, okay, so I just take this and then I'm automatically better in a couple of days. It's just, it's just a weird experience. I, I think, don't know, I think I don't know if weird I'm, I'm on something no, weird. No, I think what I'm getting from that, the weird experience is, is that if anyone goes against, like, you know, the pharmaceutical companies or say anything that they go, well, this doesn't seem like it seems right. Like for, so in my opinion, I don't think the way people are prescribed antibiotics and the way they just take Panadol, like it's Tic Tacs is normal in my opinion. And going to your vaccine comment as well, like anyone who stands against something uh, from the majority, but I think that could be anything, not just medicinal. People seem mm. to be ostracized essentially. What are your viewpoints on vaccines? I mean, we've had an incredible incredible last few years and especially around vaccines. And I have a lot of friends that are against it. I have a lot of people that uh, are about to have children that don't want to get their kid vaccinated. I have to get, I, I and, and I have my kids vaccines coming up. She's turning, uh, sorry, she is for getting her next stage coming up. And, you know, now I'm confused. Now I'm like, well, is it good? Is it bad? And I look at the fact that there's been research for years. And then there's other ones that's just recently come out that, are, that, that, that there was research they will claim to be for a couple of years or for not even a year. What's your viewpoint from a naturopathy <laughs> angle? I hate that word. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, are we talking just the standard vaccines for kids? Yeah. Great, because we'll leave the C word alone yeah. for now. We'll come to that. We'll though. come to that though. But we'll circle back to that. Um, I am actually pro them. I mean, I'm doing public health and I do think when you're part of a society, there's an element of you've got, got to put some of your needs to the side for the safety of the whole. If yeah, okay. Sense. Do I think we should be vaccinating children with no microbiome? Do you know what I mean? At such a young age? No. What's microbiome? Sorry, the bacteria okay. we naturally have on our skin and in our gut um, yeah. and everywhere. Um, I just think the kids don't have the protection. They don't have properly developed immune systems. And then you go and inject them with all of this stuff. I think the timing could be better. Okay, yeah. But I do think that, you know, I don't have an issue with But ideally to you, what, when should kids start getting vaccinated? If you, if you had to make policy and change the age, when would you, in, in this point in time, it might change. Yeah. But with what you've studied, what makes sense to you? I don't know enough about it to comment, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I just don't want to, I would be I would be making it yeah. up, but I just think they, they should be older. Because I know when you're a baby too, they just come out and jab yeah. you with a whole bunch of things. And I don't think that should be happening. Mm. Yeah, okay. Don't as a newborn, you get you get vaccinated as a newborn, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I believe so, yeah. What do they vaccinate the newborns for? What's it for? I, th I th think there's like um, uh, some smallpox or measles, um, uh, hepatitis B, 
like real heavy mm. diseases uh, yeah. and, and illnesses that can kill you. So a friend, a friend of mine just recently had a baby, uh, probably I want to say two months ago. Yeah. Um, and they didn't want to get the child vaccinated on at birth, right, or in mm. the same week. And apparently the nurses like fully turned on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They like, get you they get were judged. Like, what do you mean you don't want to vaccinate your child? That is disgusting. And it's like, what yeah. in the world are you talking? It's, it's his child. It's, his, it's yeah, her exactly. child. They can do whatever they want, totally. right? Yeah, I agree with But you. it was just crazy how, how he was telling me the nurses went from being the sweetest angels to like absolute enemies. It's ridiculous. And also like there's so much research out there. You're telling me like people have read all the research. I highly mm. doubt it. And there's things that are constantly coming up that are new that, you know, people are, are, are discovering. And parents do their own research. Of and course. if they feel comfortable about certain things, they do. And if they don't, they don't. That's the parent's choice. And they're then they trust their doctor as well that they've been seeing for their whole life. Yeah. I mean, that's another viewpoint as well. It's someone that you've been around for a long time. But then again, how can you trust it if what we've discussed about the fact that when's the last time we as a, as a society has looked at the medical industry and gone, hold on for a second, mm. what can be better and what can we do to uh, make everyone uh, healthy, but not as, not try not to damage and, and create un, uh, unfortunate habits. But that's what I was also going to say to your point before. I think we're actually, well, in my experience, when you, you we don't question doctors, mm-hmm. yeah. we're not encouraged to. And that's yeah. the biggest thing I say to my clients. I'm not anti-doctor. There's 100% a time and a place for antidepressants, antibiotics, but it should be regularly checked up on. Yeah. I find a lot of the time, even my parents are on meds. And I said, when was the last time our GPs checked up on that? Mm. Will remain anonymous, but yeah. he just hasn't. Yeah, you know? and I just think that's. Yeah. And then with clients, I'll say, "Did you ask your doctor?" And they just get rude responses back. And I just think you should be able to ask questions about your body and your health. Yeah, you yeah, hundred percent. So the, it's your the, responsibility at the end of the day. Well, it should. You should be allowed to ask the question. Like a lot of them will say, "If you're working with a naturopath, I won't." It's it's not. Serious? It's a waste of time. Don't do it. I'm also like, don't bully someone for their choices. Hundred percent. You know, if a client came back to me and said I sprinkled fairy dust on my head and it's better, that actually happened. She said she did this energy work <laughs> and fixed it, and I was sitting there going, but she was better. So I was like, great, good on you. I'm it worked. Gonna, Whatever. Yeah, I'm not I believe in energy work. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, I didn't think it would work for what she had, but I was like, still, if you're better, that's great. I think. Who am I to judge? You know? One thing that I believe that I'm actually very surprised. Um, isn't implemented is that it, doctors um, from all walks of life, whatever it is that you're, you're, you're a specialist in, I feel like there needs to be a, um, like a course you do every five to 10 years that introduces you to the new medicine and mm. introduces you to the new practices. Because for example, like if I was to go see a 60 year old doctor who got his degree 40 years ago and compare that to a doctor who's just graduated they're going to have very opposing. No, but they have to constantly keep studying doctors, don't they? Yeah. My, my understanding I is I don't like think they, they do. No, do no, they? they do. Yeah, they've, they're studying for life. They have to because they have to keep uh, up to date. With yeah, but is that actually something that gets ticked off? I think so. Yeah. But the, I, I, think think I was told the opposite. I was told the opposite. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. I, don't, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I know for us naturopaths to be registered with a body. So for doctors and nurses, it's APRA. Yep. And for us, we have different ones. Yeah. You have to do a certain amount of CPE points, which is like you, you have to watch seminars on the new research yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they get counted off. But the problem is not the doctors, what they're doing or the doctors themselves. It's the information they're getting. Exactly. That's yeah. where the issue lies is what's right, what's wrong and what's yeah. science and what's not. And what, you know what I mean? What is approved to be researched and things like that. 
A lot of time, antidotal stuff isn't like considered, as you said, it's just a miracle, but really like people have had experiences with certain diets. And I, th- I think it comes back to like everyone's body is different and how it responds. Mm. But I am curious and I want to go back mm-hmm. to what we were trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and y- y- you can comment on it if you want, if you don't want to, but what was your opinion on the whole like COVID incident and the vaccines from a naturopath's yeah. perspective? aspect specifically the vaccine vaccine. specifically everything the government (laughs) (laughs) the the riots the agenda lockdowns um i think they were rolled out too quickly 100 i didn't i I personally didn't want to get it i had to because i was locked out overseas at which point i was like turning Uh. me into a 5g portal (laughs) (laughs) anymore um but yeah i think they were rolled out too quickly and i think just the way people turned on each other just really absurd just did my head in absurd it was just wild yeah you know so it's interesting i uh, and i'll admit with you i and i was scared to admit it but i didn't want to take the vaccine at all and my family were very pro and they, they wanted to take it. And I was the only one. So I'd be getting calls from my dad on a weekly basis being like, have you got it yet? <laughs> Why not? Tell me. And like, I was like, dad, I, I'm still considering it, yada, yada. And then I, I had the epiphany where I was like, well, if my whole family is going to go down, I'm going to go down with them. So they were for it? Or they, were for it. they were for the it. The whole family was for it. I was the only one who like, yeah. You know, I got. I was a bit nervous and I was a bit scared, and I was uh, like, I did quite a bit of research afterwards, and then I just figured, well, I'll just, I'm just going to take the vaccine. But, but you start hearing antidotal cases, and you start hearing things that start terrifying you from from you know the whole thing. And I guess in your case as well, has there been any clients that have come to you after taking the vaccine? So many. Okay. You're joking. I cannot express to you how many clients. Interesting. What are the, the interesting thing, sorry to cut you off, no, is that what? they were saying that they apparently, and again, I just heard this from someone, so this is hearsay, but they have to sign gag orders against saying bad things about the vaccine at the hospital. I've had nurse clients say that to me, that they ended up quitting because they weren't allowed to report it or say anything bad. That's crazy. So you know how when this is here like in Australia? Time? Yeah. That was from a nurse that works out in, um, yeah. Like yeah, you don't have to say So they have yeah. to sign no, off like an NDA Wales, so or something. A, yeah. Wow. And she wouldn't do it because she was like, I keep seeing it. But the, the point is it was underreported when they yeah. said there were no reactions. I've like, I've had people that I know, mm. you know, who've had reactions and, you know, the heart, the heart stuff was one of them. There we was one person. With us, yes. Someone that worked with us that had heart issues. Someone very close to us. That had heart issues? Well, after... You took it, but I don't know if he's connected those dots. I'm trying to put. I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about. He called us the other day. He's moving to the UK. I don't even remember that conversation. Are you sure it was a part <laughs> of that conversation? <laughs> Does he you know the that? one he called? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, and then he just randomly started getting these heart problems. I don't know. I don't know if he had some his family history in it. Mm. But I don't I know he took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I asked him, did he take it? And he said yes. And then. He started getting these heart problems, but it's happened on, on it's happened on to athletes. It's happened to everything. But specifically, with, you said that there were clients that came to you after they took it. Yep. What were some of the issues that they were facing, and was there anything that was repetitive? A lot of autoimmune conditions. So I had like rheumatoid arthritis or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, a lot of women with hormonal issues. One got endo. Which, One got which, endo, which can be autoimmune in. Presentation so, yeah. as well. And how do you know it's directly linked to that? 
Well, I mean, they said that to me. They said it was like two or three days after getting it that symptoms appeared. Wow. And interestingly, like, you know, a big portion of them said it wasn't reported as a vaccine injury. Thing. Really? Yeah. And again, I just need to make a little disclaimer here that of I course. do. Obviously, we did have to do. You know, we needed to put in measures. And when I'm doing public health as well now, it's so hard to create policy. Yeah. That's going to help everyone. It's actually impossibly difficult. And I'm sure they were doing the best they could. Of but course. I just, it's for me, it's just not acknowledging when it's gone wrong. That's where I, that's, that's what I have an issue with because we're humans. We're going to make mistakes. But just acknowledge when you've effed up. Exactly. You know I mean? And also, let's not like ostracize people. And make f- people feel bad for standing up and saying, hey, this was my personal experience from X, Y, and Z. This is the linkage I'm making after exactly. three days of taking something. And this has been the direct result. Like this is, you know, I've had people have literally come out to me and tell me that's been, that's been their experience. And I hate that they're too scared to say anything otherwise because now they're a conspiracy theorist. Totally. And it's like, that's not, like, this is literally someone's experience and there's the symptoms that are, that are showcasing. How can you just tell someone to shut up and just keep going on? Yeah. But is this like a normal thing for, for, for vaccines though? I mean, like, because vaccines have been over 30, 40 years, it's been in use. So, of course, you're going to get reactions. Because this one was, was rushed within a year and a half, two years, the reaction numbers are going to be higher because there's a lot more going out. It's I mean, that, doesn't that make like? Can you see the mathematical? No, sense no, yeah, in that? I see the mathematical sense in that. But then, when you put all the dots together for something like COVID, that now that we, you know, looking, Consider looking, a, looking back at COVID, yeah. and its effects and all the truths that are coming out, was it really just a strong flu? Mm. Like realistically speaking, we they they forced this 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 mass uh, jabbing of uh, almost all of Earth for something that really wasn't affecting us as much as they said it was. But then the, then the argument is though, if we didn't, it would have affected us more. Mm. I mean, look, and once again, yeah. you go round and round. And, and we lived in Australia where you didn't really see much of it. We're an isolated country. I mean, we didn't see it over in India or, you know, all the, the really close together, different countries, Europe and all that stuff. We didn't well, see that. India, we just saw what was on the TV. Yeah, but in, in India, like they couldn't, the, the population's too vast. So everyone was just out and about. They were like, go ahead mm. because how can you contain something when there's that many people? Was it Sweden that didn't have any... Um was it Sweden? I think it was. No lockdowns, no nothing changed. They just really? they just kept continuing when COVID happened. Yeah. What happened to Sweden? Why yeah. is no one talking about Sweden? That's right. That's exactly right. Here's the thing mm. that's strange. The only thing that's strange is that you get incentives for doing the doing these oh, types yeah. of things. And that's what makes me feel weird. Like for example, with my child, in order to get a discount on uh, school fees at a preschool or, or I think even in the primary schools or high schools, in order to get a discount on your school fees, they need to be vaccinated. That's what's strange to me. Like I get a discount because she's vaccinated up until this point. That's so messed up. You that know, makes me feel weird. And now, then now you look at you look at the the last two years. I mean, it's been in order for you to go outside your house, in order for you to go to the shops. Are they like still in, doing in, that though? Like now? No, not now. It's different. It's it's gone now. All those rules have gone now. But right. it's just like in order for you to travel or to do all those things or go to work. That was the, that's like that was an incentive, even though that's actually a right. But anyway, that's an incentive for you to take this medicine, the incentive is to is that you get to go to work. And that's what just makes things so strange in my mind. And that's why I questioned a lot of the time and my gut was like, my gut was, the gut feeling was like, just, it was very awkward for me about the whole situation. No, it's so weird. And you know, adding on to that, um, like I won't say who, I won't say like what body or organization, but I got emails reaching out to me to pay me with a small budget to promote 
bullshit. getting um, Stop. Vac- like the vaccine. Uh, no you know, I, I, okay, hold on. I don't remember if it was, I think they said they had a small budget. Or I, I forget what it was, but they were basically trying to incentivize me to promote taking the vaccine and the benefits, right? And I was said, I didn't even reply. I should have just, I was really, upset. like I got really mad at that. Mm. And they emailed me a few times till they stopped. But that did not sit well with me mm. at all. Because one, I'm not gonna tell someone what to do with their body. It's mm. crazy. They can make the decision themselves. That's this, I've, I should not, yeah, that's just so wrong on so many levels. But if I told you who it was, <laughs> I feel like there's only one person it could be. It's just, it could be the government. There's no one else that it could be. I'm not going to say who. Oh, it's not McDonald's. McDonald's isn't asking you. To <laughs> it <do> was it. <laughs> McDonald's. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but there was, yeah, it was it it be, weird. It, it, it was a weird incentive. time. That's what it would have been. That's crazy. I will not tell who. Is that who right? cares? Why? Why? Why won't you tell? No. Why? You think they're going to they're gonna come after you or something? <laughs> No, I'm not say who. Say it. No, we'll beep I'm it not. Out. We'll beep it out. No. I want to know. No, yeah, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. But anyway, the, the, the principle's wrong. You shouldn't be, I don't think. She's that. lying. Anyways, my, I think she's lying. My, my absolute biggest regret in life is taking the vaccine. I feel like I'm, I'm going like really deep into it. I feel like everything changed. Everything after the vaccine, including my mental health, which is wild to even think about. But do you think it could be the placebo effect as well? Potentially, I'm just saying. All, just I, do, it out there. all I do is compare myself Pre 2020 to what happened afterwards, my immune system's gone to shit. It was very hard for me to get sick. Now I get yeah. sick once every two, three months, ridiculously. You like do. The, you, the last year was horrible. Yeah, like I'm bedridden most of the time, and that never used to happen. Maybe it's with age. I don't know. But even the sense of me being disconnected from reality. What? I know this sounds weird, but like since then, I feel like I'm disconnected from reality completely. And and it all happened. Post twenty twenty. Have you seen things like that from clients? Being disconnected from reality. Yeah. No. <laughs> it could have been the mushroom trip. <laughs> oh my god! In twenty twenty as well. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about mushrooms. Oh, here we go. Is that something you dabble with? Personally, no, not personally. Like as <laughs> as a naturopath, is it something that you discuss and talk with certain clients if they if you think yeah they because need you it? see there's a lot of research into how it cures like uh, post traumatic stress mm. disorder and all those things. Yeah. Like I've seen that as well. We do um, medicinal though, not fun, not the magic ones. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. the professional ones. Yeah. Oh, trust yeah. me, you can call them fun until you take a high dosage. Nothing's fun about it after that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, no, we don't get to use them. Unfortunately, I wish we could, yeah. but we can't. But there is a lot of good research on that as well. I think they've got like, you can go to retreats and stuff in the States now. Yeah. Mm. Is that true? And they do like- I've m- heard something. Microdosing and stuff like that? Yeah, but where they just, you do a trip with like a person there. And guides you. Oh. It's kind of similar to like the South Americans with Ayahuasca. Yeah. The witch doctor, the, the shaman, sorry. Have you guys done that? No. I haven't done the out. No, 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 not that, definitely not. Oh, have you? Okay. I've just, I've just stuck to my mushies. Mm. What about DMT? Have you heard no, that's of that? That's what ayahuasca that's, that's is. The oh, chemical. that's what you, oh. That's the chemical in ayahuasca. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's, okay, they're doing research right now where they're actually slow dripping DMT for eight hours into patients. Really? Um, wow. To try keep, because you know DMT only lasts for like, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, might feel like a lifetime to the person that's in there. Mm. Yep. But what they're doing now is they're seeing what happens if you um, prolong the process of DMT for mm. eight hours what will happen to the body, what will happen to the mind. And they're doing the studies now. So I'm actually very excited to see what happens. Jeez. Because they say that every living being has DMT. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, uh, and I might be wrong, but apparently when you, before, like when you go to sleep, it, that's what releases might be wrong. But also when you uh, pass away, 
your mm. body just before dying releases that yeah, I think natural. I think even birth as well. Even at birth. Was it birth? At birth, birth okay. as well. I think they've talked about as well people who get abducted by aliens. Mm. They've hypo- like hypothesised that it's actually DMT getting released and it's not. Oh, they're not actually getting abducted. Yeah, because they, they have you heard of the, the spirit molecule? Yeah. Yeah. You know how he talks about in that there's always beings around them and then there's the chapter of bad trips at the mm-hmm. end and that's what kind of freaked me out. Because oh. they, they get like there's reptilians in spaceships yeah. and they're getting like probed and. Ask Keen's story about the alien. Oh, gosh. That's not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's known, isn't it? No. He's, well, he's shared this a lot. On You've shared it a lot, but I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if she's heard it. Oh. <sighs> Well, we, we I've had I've had a sexual experience with, with, a, with a reptilian. Have you? Yeah. How was it? I felt I felt used. <laughs> I really did. Like a piece of meat. Yeah, I did feel like a piece of meat. I didn't realize until halfway through the act okay. that it was a reptilian. I have so many questions. Yeah. By the way, this wasn't a dream. He claims this wasn't a dream. This, this could was- be DMT at work. You never know. Like maybe your body just like going to sleep it just released a shitload <laughs> what time of day was it was that night night time mm. okay it's yeah. a very blurry part of my of my memory though mm. very blurry part mm. of my memory yeah okay good to know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, I don't know how so to yeah talk. they have they have problems <laughs> i have problems too um, all right, so um, you're getting into the masters. That's really exciting. So hopefully there's some sort of uh, uh, progression in the public health arena um, with place. what you're doing in your masters. So how long is that going to take you? Another year or two of studying that? Yeah, beginning of next year, I'm done. Oh, okay. congrats. Early congrats. And then, and, then, and then you're pushing through to getting into policy work, which is excellent. And uh, I mean, you have a wealth of, of evidence and experience in this. So I'm sure, I'm sure there can be some positive uh, outcome there. I hope so. Um, uh, or you'll be grabbing your pitchfork and- Standing at the front mm-hmm. of parliament. Yeah, exactly. okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll just it. say this, as a, just as a way to conclude, I really hope that you're able to change policy because the biggest thing that I think needs to reform is this uh, over-prescribing. Mm. And also the fact that you guys aren't recognised as medical practitioners in your own right is wild to me. Mm. So I hope you can you know, be a part of changing that and pioneering that change because that should happen. Yeah, it should happen. appreciate that. Is there anything you want to leave for the viewers or the listeners now? Um, any type of like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, advice or message. or message or anything you'd leave for them to, to for what naturopathy is or what you do or what they can do to protect their health? Not really. I think the biggest thing I would just say is if you have a condition and someone told you there's nothing you can do, just get a second opinion. Yeah. Just always ask questions. And if it doesn't sit right, it probably isn't right. Yeah. You know, because I truly believe we know what's best for our bodies. Yeah. And we know what's working and what's not. And I just think don't let someone tell you. You decide. That yeah. would be my main. No, that's mm. brilliant. Where can people find you if they want like just some advice and stuff like that? Um, on my website. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know if I should be plugging. No, yeah, plug it, plug it. Yeah, plug it's it. just naturalintegrativehealth.com.au. Natural. Naturalintegrativehealth.com.au. Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell integrative? <laughs> integrative. Is it integrative? Put me on the spot right now. I-N-T-E-G-R-A. T-I-V-E. And how certain are you that's how you spell it? About <laughs> <laughs> 65%. <It's not laughs> we'll, check, we'll check the comments later. Yeah, we'll check now it later. Now I feel bad that I couldn't send a tropathy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I can. So yeah, that's right. Go. That's right. Uh, Lainey, thank you so much for, for stopping by and uh, giving us this wealth of, of knowledge and, and understanding. So I appreciate you coming here. Yeah, and thanks canceled. for coming through. Thanks for having Cheers. me, guys. Yeah. Already cancelled. <laughs> if you like the podcast, prove it. Like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget.
forget to leave us a cheeky review.